welcome back to the Bad Decisions Club. I'm Holly. I'm Jack. And we are a 20-something monogamish, hetero-ish couple talking about everything to do with sex and relationships. So in this week's episode, we're going to be talking about coming out and how that looks different for each individual. I think when we hear the term coming out, we automatically assume that it's somebody that's coming out as gay or mm. bisexual, but that's not necessarily the case. You can come out as trans, you can come out as poly, in my case, you can come out as straight, gay, bi, and then whatever else comes after <laughs> that. Um, it doesn't Multiple exits. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily just mean one thing. Um, and I also think at this point as well it's important to point out that everybody ju- everybody's journey with coming out is going to look completely different mm. it's not like a blanket statement it's not a one size fits all it's something that you have to tailor to yourself to your situation to your culture family mm. you know whatever it's it takes quite a lot of work I think it takes like, another thing to point out is that it takes a lot of I want to say courage, but at the same time, like in this day and age, it shouldn't have to be that kind of like a shock thing, if you mm. get what I mean. Like, like it shouldn't matter. Yeah. Like you, when you said bisexual, so, uh, there's this little thought in my head that was like, do people really come out as bi? If someone said they were coming out and they were like, they were bi, I'd be like, okay. I mean, I'd be that way with it regardless, but I don't know. I think. Maybe I've still got like an old school way of thinking that when someone says they're coming out, I do immediately go to st- straight to like gay or lesbian. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. Maybe it's I'm a I'm a '90s kid, so like we said in last week's episode, things like non-binary and trans, even like just after the 2000s, you still didn't hear about yeah. very much. Mm. So I've maybe I've still got like an old brain, whereas you being more open in the gay community you're probably a lot a lot more wider eyed to it than I am Mm. I just think that with my experience coming out to me means so many different things Mm. because coming out is like a it's a never-ending thing like you don't just do it once and that's it you're out of the closet and everyone immediately knows you you identify the way that you do Mm. um it's just it's it's an ongoing thing like you're never gonna probably get to a point where you never have to kind of announce it or feel like you have to and on that point I'd like like let's talk about why people come out or why people feel the need to come out because Mm. one of those things that's thrown around quite a lot recently is why why do you need to come out like why do you even feel the need to come out why do we why do we need to hear about it yeah and the thing is, it's ingrained in people's identity yeah. to express who they are as an individual. Mm. Regardless of whether you're super introvert or you're extrovert, somewhere in between, if it correlates to your identity, it's important to be able to express that in some way. Yeah. Keeping all of that bottled in and not being able to really show who you are has major psychological effects. It's just aren't even really worth thinking about if it was a toss-up between the two Hmm. you would always prefer to express yourself so on the the basis of expressing yourself there's this like question i'm going to ask and now i'm I'm trying to figure out how i'm how i ask it without it sounding like i'm being a dick and that also prefaces everyone to be like he's about to say a dick thing Mm. um they already know that if they listen to any of the episodes anyway go on and they also know that you like to cut me deep for no reason um 
so do you think there's a link between people coming out as gay or lesbian or whatever and like clothing and style exploding like if you look at and I'm, no, I'm gonna I think be... that is very stereotypical. But carry on. No, no, I don't. I don't mean everybody. <laughs> well, I mean we are a debate show, so you know, I'm just feeling the debate. But no, what I mean is, I don't mean everybody. I don't mean like someone's like, I'm gay, so here's my rainbow clothes. I mean like, like, I think in the gay community you see a lot more flamboyancy in clothes mm. than you do in the straights. On on a whole, not not yeah. like not like every single person, but as as a major, majority. Yeah. Like if you were to, if I was to pick out some super bright, mad clothes mm-hmm. and was like, pick who you think that's going for. I don't think you'd be like, I see straight people in this. And I now I hate you for saying that, but <laughs> I think a couple of things go into this. I think one of the main things is that the people who come out especially before this decade, it's a struggle. It has Mm -hmm. been a struggle for a lot of people. For some people, it's been easy riding. That's amazing. But for a lot of people, it's it's been an uphill battle. And I think when you have that much oppression and that much kind of restraint in your life, you get to a certain point where you are okay with yourself and you are comfortable enough to literally just be yourself and maybe make those bolder, kind of decisions whether or not it's related to fashion Mm. um I think again that's kind of rooted in self-expression and I think that it's important that people let that out and I think you see it more in a lot of people who have been more repressed and now have that kind of sense of freedom so it's like uh like I, I pretended to be something I wasn't for too for long enough and now I don't care like yeah. I'm I'm gonna do whatever yeah. I want and also within um gay men's like statistically mm-hmm. they tend to be more open with a lot of things so when you see men and it's often referred to as camp or somebody that has more like feminine traits yeah. or wears more feminine clothing that's um again just like an expression of of who they are but I think it's a lot more obvious when men do it if that makes sense yeah is that like a like a yeah I got what you mean like (laughs) yeah but I was about to like I was like again you're like when I say something and you're like what in the fuck did you just say Jack and I'm like no no no, let me explain and then you're like okay that makes sense yeah I mean in a way so what I was thinking was like a when you see it on men, it looks out of place, but on women, it wouldn't. That kind of mindset. That's why it looks like it sticks out more on. I guess I guess so. But then on the other side of that argument, or maybe the same side, actually, you also have like what's kind of known as the baby dyke in like the lesbian culture. <laughs> so, you know, you come out, you get the short haircut, you wear the flannels, you get the Tims. Baby you dyke. Know? Yeah, and like you go Wait, to Wait, why is why is flannel and Tim's baby? It's like it's like the the first lesbian uniform you have to put on. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like that kind. Of, it's like the unity thing. It's like the I'm out, I'm proud. Like fuck you. Oh, like, like so like the shave head thing. Like I'm doing not necessarily it. Necessarily shave head. I didn't say that. Maybe just like a cute little pixie crop or something. <laughs> you know, short hair. Short hair. Yeah, mm. and it's like it's that freedom of expression. So- can I just I'm not having to fit in anymore. So just off when you said baby dyke. So I always kind of got brought up thinking that calling someone a dyke was like an insult. Mm. Is it an insult? That depends. Some people refer to themselves as dyke. 
blocks um some people within the lesbian community like say if you're dating somebody that identifies as a dyke you may also like call your girlfriend a dyke and that's fine it's it's when it's used as a slur as like mm. a discriminatory slur that's when it's not okay like many of the words that are tossed yeah, yeah. around and are used on a regular basis it's one of those things like if you're in it it's cool if you're not in it like shut the fuck up oh that's harsh I have, a th- I have a penchant for wanting to say words that I'm not allowed, so here we are. Yeah, I really wouldn't. Let's not bring that one back around. Um, I mean, I'm not... No, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I meant. Oh, God. You... I never know if you just confirm and, you know. <laughs> oh, God. I almost, I almost did that thing and then when I was like, I have gay friends. I'm okay. Oh. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Uh, oh, obviously, I wasn't going to pull that line. I'm not a racist or a homophobic. <laughs> God. Oh God! The more I try and dig my way out of this, like I'm not going to say something stupid. The more it does, I'm like, it gets the... so much deeper. So let's move on quickly. <laughs> um, so I think another thing before actually coming out, if you're thinking of coming out or you're trying to help somebody who wants to come out, I think um, that you have to kind of establish your own timeline. Mm. Like you have to make sure that you're ready to come out. Um, and that also it may not necessarily go the way that you want it to. Mm. Um, I mean, that's, I think we touched on that last week with things not going the way you kind of assumed. Yeah, with your experience. Oh, (laughs) putting this this camera back at me, are we? Mm. Um, Yeah, so I feel like that, like you should manage your expectations, but at the same time, expect nothing. If I was doing yeah. it again now, if someone said to me, like, what do you think I should expect? I'd, if I knew who it was, say it was someone's parents and I knew them, I'd be like, you know, they love you. Like, yeah, I, I wouldn't expect them to, to not anymore or anything mm. like that. But at the same time, I'd also be like, but you need to like, you don't know how people are going to react. Yeah. You know, yeah. Every, everyone's happy to know to know someone gay. And then the moment that it's like, this is my child and they're gay, it's, it's different. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, it brings on a whole load of different emotions and worries as well for people that are kind of close to that person, which is Mm -hmm. why I think they throw negative reactions out because it's like a shock to the system. Yeah. But also with, um, I mean, not something not going the way that you want it to go doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. Like, Oh, yeah. One of the ladies he speaks to was on our Instagram. Um, she is from an Indian culture, an Indian background, and she came out to her mum first as lesbian when she was young, probably like 17, I think she said. And her mum was really, really supportive, and she was expecting to get kicked out of the house and everything. She was expecting to be, like, disowned, and, mm. you know, they didn't want any attachment to her, and it was actually really supportive. Like, her father struggled with it a little bit, but not to the point where anything drastic happened. So I think just because you're expecting something to go one way doesn't mean that it will do. Mm. But I think that's half of the worry of coming out is how it's going to be received by others. I mean, yeah. Especially, with, I think it's crazy. I think things like like TV seems things now so much more supportive. Mm. So I can remember seeing like... Um, a cold case episode this is like it was from like yeah okay yeah. this sounds like it's going to a great place yeah but the episode that i'm on about if anyone watches cold case you'll know which one i'm about was about a girl that had died back in the day blah 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 but um they'd found her and she'd got short hair and she was in a dress and she had lipstick and it turns out that um she wasn't 
gay or she was gay, but the point was that they put her into gay conversion therapy, um, and then she ended up dead. Okay. So that was like the TV like equivalent of oh my god. Yeah. And then now things like like Brooklyn Nine Nine, black gay leader, you know, all women of power. So things have like I feel like things have shifted slightly. Yeah. To be a lot more supportive. So I feel like coming out now, mm. this is probably like one of the best times to come out, as opposed to back in back the day. In, but yeah, like yeah. even back in like late nineties, early two thousands, still was completely different. I mean, two of my exes that came out in the past like two decades, um, based in the UK as well, which I think not a lot of people know this shit goes on here, but both of them were sent to gay conversion. And it's fucking ridiculous that that shit still happens. Honestly, whenever I see it and they talk about gay conversion, my mind is immediately America. It isn't, I mean... Exactly. Like yeah, I, you don't expect yeah. it to happen here. And it's only... It's, I saw it, I saw something... This is, this is probably a great time to have this conversation. I literally saw it in the in the news in the last couple of weeks that they're outlawing it here now, or they have just outlawed it. But I was like, hold on, this is 2020. I feel like it's one of those, (laughs) I hate having to say that this is 2020. How many topics can this, that that phrase be said about? But Basically everything. Yeah. Like how how is this? This 2020 is a fucking rollercoaster (laughs) year. I'm literally waiting for the four horsemen to appear. But, you know, gay conversion in this country. And I feel like as much as people like to be like the British are dicks for things, we are sometimes. Mm. But I also like to, I like to think that we are very accepting. I mean, there's a whole thing of Brexit going on, so we don't look very accepting and like, you know, but I don't know. We are, yeah. on a whole, I would say we are very accepting. As a culture, you yeah, mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But to think that that happens here is insane. Mm. Like I just, and even like post 2000s, I mean, not saying it was it was better before that, as in like, you know, it was okay. It happened back then. Yeah. But you'd think like once the millennium changed and things started to, to really move the like up the ladder for everybody. Why are we still doing gay conversion in the UK? It is crazy. I mean, like I remember when I used to go to church and stuff, and I must have been like young, young, because I only just like really remember this. Mm-hmm. But the back of our church, you know, when you get like notice boards with like leaflets on and stuff. Oh god. There was like a little <laughs> Let's see where book, this is going. Um that was like super bright rainbow coloured and stuff. So obviously it's a kid that that attracted me anyway. So I went and picked it up and it was like a love is love thing. Yeah. Um and like back then as well, especially, that was like quite controversial for a for a church you mean. Yeah, for a Catholic for um a, a Church of England anyway, to actually Wait, are you see a V? One side is, one side's Catholic. Oh, I thought I'd just like learn something I didn't know. <laughs> um, so it depends. So yeah, two churches was fucking cracking for my childhood, but you know. Going um, back to last week's talks of fetishes from your youth. Yeah, we don't need to talk about church that much in this episode. It's just that it reminded me of it because there is support there, hmm. but you just have to look for it sometimes a little bit harder than what you might have expected, especially depending on where you're based and what kind of community you live in so as just, well. So just out of like interest, have you have you seen more support in little towns? Or because you've lived all over the place. So like is cities more supportive? Is towns more supportive? No. Okay, so where I grew up um was very secluded and it had a community of its own. And when I was about twenty one, I went back with a girlfriend 
-hmm. and I have never ever been stared at so much in my entire life to the point where because I don't usually notice people staring and stuff if if or a town I don't notice Mm. it but like there in small shops it was clear that in a lot of places we were very very unwanted because like we was holding hands and that wasn't like an uncomfortable experience um but I mean I've had unfortunately have had some like negative experiences and stuff and I've had negative experiences where we live now which is a very like big town Mm. um and and in cities as well like it's it's discriminations everywhere for a lot of people um I think it's unfortunately unrealistic to think that you won't come across it somewhere yeah but I've experienced it everywhere but the the place that made me the most uncomfortable was from my hometown that's crazy Mm. Hmm. yeah am I allowed to like apologize for the straights or no no (laughs) (laughs) like we are sorry that that other people are cunts oh do we wait do we say the c word on here like <laughs> uh, i mean i guess we do now probably shouldn't have but have, it's we, have we used it before that oh, it doesn't matter no i don't think so but Crazy. as well like from a coming out perspective you don't have to come out to everybody if you don't feel comfortable enough to do that or you don't feel safe enough to do that either like you can choose like pockets of people or mm. one person to come out to at first as long as they're like trusted members of like your circle um, and I know a lot of people, even now, still think that it's not safe enough to be out at work. They feel like they'll be discriminated against yeah. in some way in terms of like promotions and opportunities if they do come out, even as like bisexual. Um, I was I was actually thinking about this just before we started. Like I, I literally was thinking like, surely you can come out now and it'd be okay. And then I don't know. There's this like I I have no idea. As you may have noticed, I haven't done much of the talking here because. But well, this is not a lot of experience I've got. I haven't noticed, but I obviously just like the sound of my own voice. Well, I, well, you didn't notice, but your accent came out really strong when you said where you were from. So it was oh, quite cute. No. I'm <laughs> outing myself. Uh, well, not strong. I'm not even touching that. <laughs> um, but, you know, I've never I had... I tried to, like, soften it on her as much as possible. I actually think about how I'm going to speak. I don't do it, it's cute. But it's just, it was the way that you, you, as soon as you mentioned it, it was like, I had literally the first word after saying your hometown, I was like, she's doing it. She's <laughs> beginning to believe she's the one. But um, I've obviously not had to come out. The one time I did mention liking men, it wasn't a good one. And I was like, you know what? I don't need to do this. I don't like men enough to want to date one. It's not going to be a thing for me. Yeah. So I don't ever really think about that. So I feel like this is definitely your ballpark mm. because... Well, that's someone who's come out multiple times in different... Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> the times that I've had, I actually had, like, news or something to say. So when I talked to my mum about maybe being bi, yeah. and then when I told her that I was dating girls, and then I told her that I was dating guys, I have never once mentioned that to my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been her that's always been like, oh, oh by the she's way, she's doing this. <laughs> like, yeah. I've never... It's, my dad's from the Catholic side of thumbs so that might that also might be right. He's very very chill about it though. Like he's really relaxed. But... You wouldn't. You, I haven't spent like especially during lockdown. Having spent like pretty much every minute of the day with your dad when I'm not doing something away from him. Like you would not think he's a religious bloke. Not that he he screams no. like of like like criminality or something. But I mean like <laughs> you know he doesn't he doesn't really say anything where I'm just like oh yeah I should watch what I say around him. But yeah. 
you know yeah but that's what I mean like he's he's really relaxed like he just have some like um opposing views to me um I feel like he seems to combat those very well though. yeah he does yeah like he's he tries to be as accepting as possible within like the confines of his upbringing I guess like yeah. he's very like expanded from what like his mind was expanded loads from where he was like when he met my mum and stuff like mm. years ago so like you know he's he's better <laughs> but like I think that's probably one of the reasons why I've never I know that I could go to him and yeah. I could tell him anything but at the same time I don't want to so that's my point about being like you don't have to come out to everybody you can choose who you come out to um I do feel like though if you just wanted everyone to know really quick you just tell your mum I feel like she'd tell everybody really quick like like a mass text <laughs> like by the way Holly yeah, just but came every, out. everyone's mum's completely different as well like oh, everyone's yeah. family is completely different if you don't have parents hopefully you have somebody that's close to you that you know you can confide in mm. and talk about this stuff too because it's important I think there's another thing that I this is a saying that I have lived by for as long as I can remember family doesn't start with blood and it definitely doesn't end with it either so if you've got your own little family then that you've handpicked yeah this I feel like this is definitely somewhere that you you could bring this to Mm. if you trust them enough well not even enough if you know that they're there for you then you know doesn't have to be someone important in your life yeah exactly just someone that is there i feel like uh, coming out to me like one of two of the main things is doing it when the time's right for you and making sure that you you have a safe environment to come out in Mm -hmm. so like people do it in so many different ways like some people just sit down and they say like i just came out one day and i was like i'm going on a date i was like who with and i was like oh girl called laura and that was it that was my coming out that was like as straightforward as it was Mm-hmm. Um, when it boiled down to it, I'd had a lot of conversations with it before that about like being bi and being attracted to guys and being attracted to girls and what that meant. Mm-hmm. But I never actually officially came out. I was just like, oh, I'm going on a date and it's with this person. And she was like, right, okay then. And that was it. I mean, I feel like that is like, that should be, that's the goal for the everybody that, for me, that is like how yeah. it should be. Yeah, definitely. Um, totally lost my point. Where was I going with this? <laughs> Uh, coming out talking to your mum you just came out people should feel safe coming out right yeah exactly so if you're younger or maybe you're kind of absorbed by a community or a family like unit at the moment where you don't feel like it's safe enough to come out Mm. I would always as psychologically challenging as it can be I would always advise people to try and get a safe space that you can kind of retreat to before you actually come out so if the worst does happen and hopefully it doesn't but if it does you've always got that kind of security net to fall back on and mm. you're not sitting with it by yourself yeah i imagine that would be hell dreadful yeah, yeah it would be horrible <sighs> that's one of those moments where you like where you like think about something where you're like yeah you just come out like in my mind coming out should literally be like you just said like oh by the way i'm going on a date like oh who is it? it's like oh it's a girl oh it's a girl oh okay yeah you know text us when you get there and i feel like in regards to that as well like when people say things like if you are in a family unit where you don't feel like it's safe enough to come out or maybe you are in the unfortunate position where you already have and you know maybe you've, you've been kicked out or something yeah people always tend to say this thing of like oh like it'll be okay like you'll get over it it takes time like coming from a, a psychologist point of view <laughs> 
I hate to say it, but that's just not the case. Like you do move past things and time is a healer, but being rejected by the people that you're closest to does hurt Mm -hmm. and you will overcome it in the end. But it's one of those things, unfortunately, that if you are in a period of your life where you feel like you have to do this, you just kind of have to let time do its thing. And eventually you will find a new support network and you'll be able to hopefully have a better connection, a better relationship to those people. But I wouldn't stop that from hindering your identity and hindering your journey and your coming out process. Maybe just try to find that new support and that new like network before you actually come out. Mm. I mean, there are like, we will, again, we we always say this, we'll put links underneath, but there are, Lots of places you can go to get support. Lots of places you can be anonymous, like Reddit. Yeah. You know, so there are, there is always somewhere that you can. There are housing communities as well and things like that that oh, we really? will try. Yeah. Did you not know that? <laughs> no, that's, yeah. that's new. Oh, the Bad Decisions Club, where you learn new things every week. Yeah. So there's there's actually one, a couple actually that I know of in the UK. Whereas if you are kicked out under a certain age, I think it's like nineteen. Um, you will have like a safe house, like emergency housing, if they have enough space and room for you. Um, specifically, that's specifically for the LGBTQIA plus community, and um, the one that I'm talking about now. But anything else that we find and that I can link to will be linked in the description of this podcast. Yeah. So make sure that you refer to that if you need any additional help or anything. See, that's crazy. Again, like the like the gay conversion. Like that, like completely blows Which doesn't my mind. Work, by the way, everyone's fucking everyone there. Like, let's not. I mean, like, are they really? Well, in some cases, should I go yeah. undercover? You're oh, wait, sending no, no, no. a bunch of gay, bisexual, bi curious, usually like teenagers, <laughs> to a secure camp in the middle of fucking nowhere with like I don't even think that they use nuns anymore. Like it was nuns when I was in school and tripping that shit was scary. But like they are not as innocent as what you may think. But like the nuns or the nuns. Hey. <laughs> um but it's you can't be it's not like a secure unit, like you can't be surveillance twenty four seven and things are gonna happen. Oh yeah. Um so this is like the prison thing though, you know, back in the day when they locked up for being gay. Like, oh you're a lesbian, you like women, fine. We'll lock you up with the women. Yeah. Like, oh this is shit, I've not got freedom. But you're putting all the other lesbians in here, so <laughs> it's not gonna change anything. Like <laughs> like I'm not going I'm not going away. <laughs> I just didn't breathe right past that on. Um, I didn't mean it was a good thing. <laughs> I just meant like that they locked you up thinking it'd change your mind. You know, like you, you you're gonna go to prison for being gay. Well, that isn't gonna change it. I'm mm. not gonna go in there and be locked up with the men or the women and be like, you know what, I don't like now that I'm here with them all, men slash women. Like it's not how it works. Obviously. I have no idea what to say to that one. But yeah, like, I understand, like, the premise what? of what you're saying. You say, you say this like I've just said something horrible. Like, the idea behind it was stupid. That you're a lesbian or you're gay, so we should send you to prison. Like, that was never, ever going to be a solution, was it? Lock all the lesbians and homosexuals up together and things will change? That's, it's people that were scared of what they didn't know enough about. Which oh, yeah. is absolute bullshit. But that that was the case for it back then um and obviously there's so many like charities and different communities and everything that that's worked so hard to get to the point where we are today i think that's really commendable um it's crazy how long it's taken for things to be righted though i mean i'm not even i I say righted i don't really think you can write certain things 
like just to pull out of there's what there's always one that stuck with me it would be alan turing mm. crack me enigma code you know half the time of the war things like that killed himself because they chemically castrated him for being gay and it ruined his mind and it took him from his death in the what 40s 50s mm. to last year the year before for them to publicly apologize for that and to posthumously um uh, pardon him so i don't think there is things that, i don't think i don't think writing things is the best word for it but i do think that there needs to be more done yeah to apologize for the stupidity of the uneducated but that's the thing like there are no apologies for things like this yeah. it's it's knowledge and education and time that wins like these kind of wars and these kind of battles but that's that's the kind of apology that i think would work that takes, fuck... again that takes time though oh yeah like if you think about like um i don't know like the first representatives of stonewall like it's better than it was back then yeah it's not an apology yeah. It's, it's not an apology yet anyway, let's say let's put it that yeah. way. Like people that have been lynched or people that have literally been murdered because of their sexuality, no apology will be big enough for their families. Like just, Oh god no, yeah, no. That's... Yeah. So it's it's just like it's one of those things that we need to like unfortunately like learn from and move past. But there are always gonna be people that are brought up to discriminate against certain types of people because that's their family line that's what they know unfortunately some people do learn and they educate themselves and they become better but that's not the case for everybody so it's like a case-by-case basis i think for not for me i don't i don't mean for me like for me like i'll never need something because it's not it does affect me in the like this is how this this is so hard to word like it doesn't affect me as in like I, I'm not gay or, or anything, so I don't I don't have to worry about this. Yeah. But at the same time, I do worry about it. You know, I have I have kids, like yeah. well, I should have said we have kids. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, I don't want them to have to go through something like this. So it's like to say it doesn't affect me is also wrong because it can and will affect me. Yeah. Plus friends, family, everything like that. Mm-hmm. But I think I think what we need is more the only phrase that comes to mind is rock stars. Like, and I don't mean like we band members. I mean like people who literally fucking rocked the free world. Yeah. Um, I know there was a, an American politician. I think his name was was Milk. Harvey Milk. Don't quote me on the name. But there is a film about him. But he was the first openly gay politician in America, I yeah. think. And, you know, things like that, those kind of... I took a step. You know, Martin Luther King, I took a step. Yeah. And whether or not it worked out well for me, it helped work out well for other people. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, but that's the thing about leaders. It's self-sacrifice and that's what they do. Hmm. Well, know? yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah. Um, the martyrs. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a shit, it's a shit way of saying it, but yeah. it is. I mean... I wouldn't have worded it like the martyrs. I think that they're, they're the ones that are brave enough to take the stand and to start the evolution of processing, yeah. of thinking, you know? Well, hmm. I thought a martyr was someone who died A martyr is like a gluttony for pain. Is it? I thought a martyr was someone who died for the cause. Gluttony for pain. Okay. 
<laughs> well, Isn't that essentially the same thing? No, because I thought Amata, we are deviating, but I thought Amata was someone who literally was like, who 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 went as far as they could go and were killed for their thing. They mar- martyred him, they, you know. I don't, I might be wrong then, I don't know. Well, sh- I thought that it was always something. No, because like, um... Anyway. S- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll discuss this afterwards. Yeah. Uh, um, I'll post a public apology or she will. Oh, someone will do it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, my point was, you know, you know, um, I can't think of any gay people in all lesbians or anything like that in the, that I can think of and be like, that person there was super famous for what they did and mm. this is how it worked. The only person I can think of is Emmett Tills and it's not a gay person. It was a black kid who was murdered, but his mother was a straight up gangster and what she did was she gave an open, she gave an open funeral, invited all the papers and they put this kid's yeah. dead body after he was lynched and thrown in the river on every magazine mm-hmm. and that started like a, a rolling ball and I feel like that's the kind of thing that we need like a, something that starts a rolling ball I feel like we're, we're further ahead now than we ever were yeah but at the same time I still feel like it's not far enough yeah like if I have to see one more why do we have pride then I'm gonna lose my fucking mind <laughs> I know, right I mean things definitely are getting better like when I think about um one of my friend's daughters she has a like mid-teenager now I think she's like 14 or 15 and when she was about three like I remember saying to her like she's she's gonna be gay yeah and she was like how do you know and I was like she's gonna be gay I was like she's gay she's not going to be gay she is gay like I said if she's not gay she's bi at least and for years and years like she just couldn't figure out like how like why I would say that <laughs> And I was like, oh, you know, like, it's just a feeling, like, it's a thing, like, that you get, like, that you can see in, in other people. And then when when her kid was about six or seven, she was like, I want to be a boy. And this is, like, what she what she always used to say, and she'd be like, I want a boy's name, like, I want boy's toys and yeah. stuff. And I was like, well, then that's what you get her like if she wants to play with like boy's toys, get her boy's toys, just because it's not fucking pink doesn't mean she can't play with it. So she was like... I mean, I played with Barbies, Action Man with a girlfriend, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> So I kind of like, I don't know, like, thought obviously it would be better to be like more open. Yeah. So that's what she did. And then when she was about, when her daughter was about 12 or 13, hmm. she then started asking me like questions about stuff. And then one day she mentioned like she fancied a boy and the next time I seen her, she had a girlfriend and it just kind of like went from there. Um, and now she's like 15 and she's had a girlfriend for like two years, like, which is crazy to me at that age. But, you know, that's that's like... True love. Well, teenagers. we'll see. <laughs> but um, she's kind of struggled with her identity and her dad was like a lot more Against um, reluctant yeah. to kind of accept it. And when I got married, um, she messaged me, my friend, she was like, is it okay if such and such a person wears um, a suit for the wedding? And I was like, yeah, it's fucking fine. Like, why the hell are you asking me that? And she was like, oh, I was just wondering, like, whether, like, you wanted, like, the little girls, because she was young at this point, like, the little girls in dresses and stuff. And I was like, no, like, she can wear whatever she wants. I'm going like, to throw it out there, like, a little girl in a suit sounds cute as fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. that sounds super cute. Um, and she was like, oh, well, I don't think her dad's going to let her wear one, but oh, she's seen God. one that she likes. Yeah. And I was like, 
if she's coming to like my like wedding she can wear whatever she wants it was like and if her dad's got a problem with it just tell tell him to speak to me because like she was kind of in the wedding party yeah and I could have just said like well that's what I want her in and it's like you know a wedding so not a lot of people like fuck with brides at the wedding so it, I do well I wouldn't fuck with you on a normal day let alone your wedding so <laughs> in the end she was she wore a dress anyway but it was just like those those signs like right at the beginning it's about like listening yeah just not even like to kids just listening to people and like navigating from there and picking up on things yeah like my, my daughter's she <laughs> it's quite funny because I'm as much as people are like oh you shouldn't hope for anything there's a part of my brain that's like please be a lesbian because like you said last week can't come home pregnant as a lesbian mm. You know, like in my head, you can't come home pregnant as a lesbian. <laughs> um, so, but I, like, I remember watching her like the her dolls kissing, and I was just watching her do it, and I was like, "Do you?" I was just like, "Do, do you like that?" As in, like, do, do girls kiss? Is like, is that yeah. is that what you think happens? And she was like, "Yeah." And I was, yeah. She's but like, then, f- think she was about four or five at this point. Yeah, but then this is what I was going back to saying last week when I was like, you know, kids start young. You start young, yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, they're more, much more aware of everything than, than, <laughs> than we think. Than yeah, we give credit for. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, um, horrified. But going back to to the topic at hand, um, I think like in terms of keeping yourself safe, you need to think about. Well, we deviated far from that. Yeah, we did. I think like you need to think about the overall kind of tolerance levels for your community and your support network or your family unit that you're currently living in. Um, there are certain things that you can kind of Google and research to help yourself. Like if, just for example, like if you're worried about coming out at work, you can always search like anti-discrimination policies and um, any laws that may be protecting you in your com- like country yeah. or company, you know, because they're different for everybody um, how they work and how you can kind of enforce them if you need to, just so that you feel like you've got a sense of that knowledge before you actually go into it. So you're not going in blind. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like another thing here is to is to kind of point out that you don't owe someone anything. No. So like a company, like as much as you might be a, a valued uh, worker or anything like that, mm. you do not owe them a thing. If a, if a company can replace you, you don't owe them anything. You don't. Even if they can replace you, like you know. Yeah. You, you still you don't owe anybody yeah. an explanation so, to anything. Things like unions or HR things like that. I feel like people need to be, not need to be told, but need to be reminded that these parts of a company are there for you to protect you from the company. A union is there to Mm -hmm. protect you from the bullshit of a company. Exactly. And and you should, I don't know, this feels, to me, this is one of those things where, again, like you shouldn't have to be reminded, but at the same time, don't ever think you can't. Because even if someone in in like, say, a HR or a union isn't exactly the kind of person you want to speak to, there will be someone there who will back you. There will be someone there who has a friend or a daughter or is um, gay or whatever. There will be someone who has a link somewhere. Yeah, there's always support if you reach out, yeah. that kind of thing. But if you don't, then you're never going to know. No. And I think if you're kind of in a position where you want to gauge how whoever you're telling may react, mm-hmm. maybe just like easing with some kind of questions. Like, you know, don't out anybody um but you could maybe like say have you heard about such and such a person or maybe tv shows or something that you've seen on tv or have read about in the news or something you know there's a lot of like queer people on tv now there's a lot more poly people on tv now um 
and you can you can just you know bring something up that kind of opens the question get someone's opinion on some on yeah. on something that you've seen or read something on facebook i mean how easy it's a line be like i saw this thing on facebook about yeah. this couple came out and the mum went ape shit and she was horrible to him yeah and, engage you know, the reaction yeah. yeah but like you said about tv i feel like there's a lot of tv shows now that you can be like you know like they're literally doing their own version of this person came out this is why the reaction they got was bad this is yeah. how it should have gone um, to put shout out to Brooklyn Nine-Nine and, and um, Schitt's Creek, both had their own versions of this person coming out and yeah. someone not in, liking it and the rest of them being like, you are who you are, mm. you know, we are here for you. Yeah, which I think kind of prepares people a bit more for realistic reactions. Yeah, yeah, like realistic reactions. Um, yeah. I think what else, the other thing that's important is like, to think about how you're going to come out. Yeah. Um, like for me, I'm very blunt. So things I do would just be like, I'm gay and this is it. And I'm done. Like, yeah, but I, that doesn't work for people. Yeah. I mean, one of my older friends and um, he's now like, he, he's in his forties. Um, so he's like a little older than me. And <laughs> he, he um, came out to his parents when he was in his twenties. So going back like 20 odd years but he um, he dated one girl and he had a girlfriend for quite a long time and he was still living with his family at the time when he decided to come out. So he split up with the girl and he went home and he said that he was sat on the armchair of um, his mum's couch yeah. where his parents were sitting and he was trying to tell them and he was like, listen, like I've got something really, really important to tell you and I, I just need to have like the room for a few minutes. I need to speak. And his parents immediately started freaking out and he was like, oh my God, like you've got Lauren pregnant and I don't know what you're going to do and how are you going to handle it and what are you going to do for money and blah, 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 blah. And they just went off on a tangent and it got to the point where he just went, I'm gay and like shouted at them in the room. And he was like, it just fell completely silent. Like they, they were shocked, mainly because I think he just shouted at them. <laughs> yeah, like, oh my God. Then he said he left and the next day his mum called him and asked him to come home and both parents had a conversation with him and they expressed the worries and, you know, asked the difficult questions like, is this just a phase? Yeah. Like, do you want attention? You know, like all, all that kind of stuff. That... I'm, I'm laughing at that, but that's a, I don't know why that sounds like such a horrible question. I mean, it yeah. is a horrible question. Like, do you just want attention? Is that what you're lacking? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, these questions probably still asked now, but I think there was a lot more prominent then. Um, and even back then, and there was no no gay people in his family, but he was accepted. Yeah. And I think that's an example of what can kind of happen when things Go are well. done in the... Well, not even that, like done in the heat of the moment because yeah. there was no plan. There was no gauging of reaction. It was just, he left it that long that he just had to get out. Yeah. And I think something like that like obviously that was quite a positive story but I think in terms of the way that you do things have to be thought about a little bit more to prepare for maybe the not so good reactions and if you do get a negative response it's like I say over and over again like just because somebody says something negative about you doesn't mean that you have to take that on as your own you don't have to go back into the closet or back into Mm. hiding because somebody doesn't agree or like your lifestyle yeah it's not going to change I feel like like it's not going to change who you are Mm. if someone doesn't like it well fuck them I mean figuratively or literally whichever one gets the point across but you don't have to put up with it 
This is, yeah. I think, this is one of those things again. Like, like, like a company, you owe no loyalties to someone, family included. If a family member is going to treat you differently because you've come out as gay or whatever, then fuck them. Yeah. It might be hard. You might hate it at first, but it's, I feel for me, it's much better to cut off someone who is going to negatively impact your life. Yeah. Rather than try and learn to be around them. Yeah. Like, if you're gay, you're lesbian, you're trans, you're bi, yeah, that isn't going to change. Yeah. regardless of whether someone likes it or not mm. yeah and I think something else that's kind of important to to speak on is like how you come out which I think I've mentioned it briefly but for me and um, my kind of lines of communication I think they're always done best in person but if you don't feel safe enough or you don't feel able enough to do that there's all those different ways you can come out to people you know and um, the only thing that I would say is that as long as you feel safe and you don't feel like you're going to get a reaction that puts you in danger, mm-hmm. then always do it in like a private setting or just a quieter setting. You know, don't do it in like some somewhere really public and really busy unless you feel like you have to do that for your own safety. Yeah, I feel like a restaurant with a, a lot of people and you're like, by the way, bleh, that's probably not, yeah. probably not the best way. Yeah, and if you're like going to, you know, send a text or call somebody or write a letter or an email, you know, like make sure that you don't do that when the person isn't like easily accessible, say they're on holiday or they're at work. Because for a lot of people, even now, like it's still quite a shocking thing and a confusing thing. And people will most likely have questions for you and you don't want to kick up all of these emotions yeah. that it stresses somebody out and makes their day worse because then they immediately already have a, some kind of negative reaction about the news that you're telling them. You know, I'm just sorry. I was just thinking about ways that I would probably do it if that was that was my that was me. And the only thing way I can think that would be like I feel like a text message is too impersonal. I mean, again, you know, it's up to you if you don't want to write a letter or something. That's up to you. But yeah. to me, like writing a letter would be the second best way of doing it. Mm. Um, because I feel like it gives people time. You give them a letter, they have time to read it and reread it. Yeah, and just be like coming to terms with it. Mm. it's also a lot easier to explain yourself something when you've not got someone sat right in front of you i feel like even if you rehearse it yeah once it's there it's like like fuck for some people not everyone obviously i mean a lot of like the kids and like teenagers that i used to counsel um what what a lot of their kind of like preferred methods was was to ask their parents to go to some kind of like charity event like like pride but on a really small scale yeah um, because especially for teenagers, like they're learning this shit themselves. Like they're learning as they mm. go, and like sometimes the best way to do that is to, to include like a parent or to include a guardian or yeah. somebody close to you, so that you can both do it together, and then they also better know how to support you as well. Because I feel like that's like the fear factor for a lot of people that are close to people that are coming out in one way or another. It's all of the the kind of like what if questions, you know, mm. like. Like, what if you're bullied or, like, you know, like, you know, just just shitty questions. Yeah, what if I do the wrong thing? What if I say the yeah. wrong thing? Yeah. Um, I feel that's, that, like, being a parent, though, that is what you sign up for. Like, as a parent, you are signing up for not, the unknown. Not even just a parent. Like, I mean, when I say, like, shitty questions, I don't mean, like, bullshit questions. But I mean, like, <laughs> it's stuff that you're going to have to go through. It's stuff that you're going to have to answer. Yeah. Which, while we're on the topic, it might actually be quite good to prepare for some of those questions. Because, like I said before, like, some of the crappier ones are things like, 
are you sure that you're not just going through a phase do like, you want attention do you that, want attention that's my yeah point. like are you sure you're not just like infatuated with this one person and it's like well even if I was yeah like no <laughs> but like I think some of common questions that I like had from younger people and older people not some like not so much mid-range people which is quite odd mm. but you know like questions like how long have you known about it how long have you known about this this kind of lifestyle yeah like, yeah that's crazy like <laughs> yeah. like how long have you been openly gay like, yeah like if you have to ask that i feel like that's a stupid question yeah and um, people usually want to know immediately like whether you're dating somebody or not and just as like um a little warning from experience i suppose is when you come out as anything other than straight you will get asked a lot of questions pretty much straight away about your relationship and your sex life because for some reason if you're part of like the lgbtqia plus community it's like a fucking open door for people to just ask you crap (laughs) and like some people are really respectful and it's getting a lot better now but when i first came out that was like the first go-to what's your sex life like yeah like do you have a girlfriend what do you do how do you have sex how does that work do you scissor yeah (laughs) (laughs) everyone's first question is like like i always love that i love whenever you see it in something popular like if a film comes out and someone scissors the first thing you i have always seen in like in a series the family series now i've got like lots of lesbian moments in but it's like like scissoring scissoring shit Everyone, every bloke in the world thinks scissoring is like the best thing it's ever. It's fucking awful. <laughs> like, I know a couple of like girls that like it. Like, don't get me wrong, it's not awful for everybody. It's one of those things, like, whatever floats your boat. But, um, <laughs> for, like, for me, it's just, ugh, I don't even know. And I am flexible and it's just like still not good. Yeah, she is. <laughs> I don't know why you said that and didn't like, like brace like, yourself. Like, I know that like everyone listening can't see she, me, but she, I, I'm she's doing like, a she's using her hands. You know. And it's like if you're not flexible enough, like how are you supposed to get your fucking pussies together? Like, I'm just living like, the way you like. By the way, I'm doing a demonstration with my fingers, <laughs> spreading them as wide as possible. I feel like they're gonna fucking snap. But anyway, um, and a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of like going back to the fucking conversation at hand, like in terms of actually like coming out or how to come out, um, just as like a couple of examples. I feel like one thing to do is like to establish that kind of sense of understanding at first. So like you could be like, after thinking about it a lot, I've realized that I'm gay or I'm attracted to women or I feel like I'm in the wrong body or I feel like I can love more than one person. You know, mm. you can start with the the kind of established decision, like a th- thoroughly thought through like decision, yeah. you know, which tends to deflect quite a lot of the, prying questions i suppose um another like good one to kind of say to people that are particularly close to you is just to like reinforce how close to you they are by saying like because you're really close to me yeah i feel like you're someone i can trust yeah you're someone i can trust and i feel like i can tell you this about myself um and if you want to like to say as well that you trust them to keep it confidential yeah um and then maybe if it's something that's less unknown and and by that I mean you know I mean like polyamorous or like ambiguous like ambiguous sexuality stuff like that that people aren't gonna know that much about maybe then go into detail if you feel like you can and you want to and if you're someone who prepares a lot bring things 
Like I feel like like leaflets. I feel like, like diagram, flip yeah, chart. Yes. Now this this little Van diagram here. I'm in the center, obviously, and this is men, women. Oh, and... it's so depressing how much that sums my personality up. But go on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Moving I like on from lists. Okay. Like it's not my fault. Yes, Amy Santiago. Anyway, um, no, I, <laughs> but I mean, like like you said before, like the church with the leaflets. Yeah. I feel like I feel like if you look. Well, like even online, I feel like you can find things to be like, I've printed this for you. I've brought this for you. It explains it better than I can. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because, like, if someone came to me and said, like, Do you like, know how shocked I was on that you actually suggested something that was really helpful. I'm like, oh my God, yeah. We're going to cut here for a short <laughs> beating. Um, time to whoop ass. Um, no, but <laughs> fuck you. I said some good things. Yeah, that's so funny. I actually used to recommend that to people I've never once thought about suggesting it to anybody like what, in leaflets? real life. Yeah, and just like taking home information and being yeah. like, well, this is I'll like, what, you like this. you know, when we talk about things, like we talk about like how we've discussed polyamory and stuff like that. Mm. When you first brought it up to me, I was like, this is basically her saying she wants to go off with other people. And after it took conversations and me looking for things online while you were asleep and I was like crying inside, you know, it took research to realize what it is and how things are. And that's, yeah. again, this is the same thing. People like me, people won't understand who yeah. aren't having to live through it. So we can be like, oh, we're friends of, we are, what, what's the word now? Allies? Are we yeah, are allies, allies of the community. Yeah. You know, you can say you're an ally as much as you want, but you still don't know enough because you haven't had to go through it. Mm. You can march with Black Pride or, or whatever, you know, and, and you, you don't know what it's like to be them. You haven't had the experience yeah. to back it up. Seeing yeah. it and hearing about it doesn't mean you know it, but educating people will help a lot more than just hoping mm. they're going to know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And again, like I know that I've said this before, but obviously try not to take anybody's negative reactions too personally to the point where it starts to affect you and your identity and your mental health as well. Um, And also another good thing to mention is tell the person that you're confiding in that if you are keeping it small and you don't want it to be known like as an open like knowledge base that you are x y and z tell them because just because you're confiding in one person they might not see that as you not telling anybody else so make it clear that if you only want five people to know that you tell them that these five people know and that's it you know so you don't talk about it or slip up to somebody else I know it's a bit of a drastic measure but um a thing that some writers do when handing out scripts to people to read is they give them different sections mm. so that if they ever hear it from someone else they know who it was who leaked it i know this is going to be a lot harder but if it's people you might think might open their mouth mm. tell them a slightly different version of what you're telling somebody else yeah that's like that's what celebrities do with newspaper articles do they yeah so like, so what they'll do is say like, who can I use as an example? Um, so like Kim Kardashian was having another baby. Yeah. But she'd be like, um, she'd tell five friends and she'd be like to five friends, well, I, I want to name my baby Apple. And then yeah. she'd say, I want to name Peach and yeah. Grape and then blah, blah, blah. Oh, then, then you know. whatever story yeah. gets out, you know who the rat is kind yeah. of thing. Um, <laughs> You've been watching too much Sons of Anarchy. She knows who the rat is. Yeah. Um, but... I mean, like, again, yeah, that is, like, an extreme kind of, like, way to do it. And I think it's a lot to keep track of if you're not used to doing things like that. Um, but it is, it's it's a good way to kind of weed out if, if you are, like, suspicious of women yeah. about people not holding your confidentiality. 
I maybe test that before. Yeah, maybe, you know? yeah, maybe, maybe do, yeah, maybe do a little test beforehand. But mm. like we said, negativity isn't something you have to put up with, especially in this day and age. No. Um, you know, so this isn't this isn't like back in the day. There's a lot easier to remove people and to find new circles. Yeah. Um. So I like I'm that kind of person. I'll cut anybody off if I have to. Mm. So to me, I feel that's how everyone should be. If someone's going to ruin your life over something. Remove the fuckers. And then message us because we are open for all these kinds of DMs. <laughs> um, you know, we welcome to the club. Um, oh, cool. We can actually we can say that. <laughs> um, but you know, we our DMs are always open on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. I think we're on Reddit. Um, we are on Reddit. We are on Reddit. Yeah. Um, but this is one of those things that you can always, if you want to talk to, to someone, we've said this before. If you want to talk to either of us or someone specific or both. Um, you can inbox us and we will keep it keep your secrets we yeah. will talk to you about whatever you need to even if it's you're worried about coming out or anything like that mm. yeah and ultimately as well just to recap it's it's always on your terms things like that are always on your terms yeah. like never feel pressured or pushed into something that you don't want to do if it's not the time for you then it's not the time and that's it you know if it's never the time and it's something they're like if you if you're polyamorous um then I know some people who have been happily married for like 15 years and they're poly and they've never told anybody outside of their relationships um, because, you know, they're not close to the parents as in like regionally close to the parents. They've never had to say, we have a girlfriend, we have a boyfriend, anything like that. And the people that they want to know, know, and the ones that don't, don't. Well, um, on the basis of um, talking about things that... um you know, people being outed. Yeah. Um, someone on Instagram inboxed us and they asked us to put their story out. Their okay. story. Um, so this is Jazz. She's inboxed us about a few things. Um, she's caught on a few things. Um, so this is what she sent to us. Um, well, I wasn't as much given a chance to come out as I was forced out of the closet. Long story short, a family friend outed me and then my mum made it all about her claiming she was the last person to know and I tried to explain to her several times that the reason I didn't come out to her is because she's married to a homophobic Albanian man Mm. and mother also tried to guilt trip me into not coming out sooner and my chance to come out on my own in my own time was wrongfully stolen for me. Um, Some story. So that was Jazz. We'll give her a little tag afterwards in the comment section. But yes, um, that's as we were saying, you know, pick your moments and obviously like who you come out to is important. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like with things like that, because this is what I'm saying about being forced out, like, I mean, I don't know whether it was or not, because I actually haven't spoken to her, it's been, it's been speaking to her, but it sounds as if it was like a bit like a blackmail situation. You yeah, know, like, like the other person found out and then was like, they're out yeah 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 that's that's what kind of vibe i got but um as she said like you know like a mother being with someone an albanian guy who's homophobic um yeah again that that all comes back to what we're saying about like pick your moments yeah definitely um, if you feel comfortable as she said she she wasn't ready to come out yet to yeah. her because of this mm-hmm. so it's like she was waiting for her moment and someone yeah. else took that which is a fucking awful thing to do, outing someone. It is horrible. I feel like in those types of situations, like, I don't know, it does force you to come out quicker because it's somebody taking the control away from you. Yeah. 
like you're no longer in control of like your journey which is what we're saying at the beginning you know like you want to feel like you're in in charge and you've it's right it's the right time for you yeah um so I feel like things like that do obviously take over and it makes you have to act immediately I feel like in situations like that probably one of the best things to do would then be to come out and then if you can if you're able to like remove yourself from the situation and let that person or those people whoever you've had to come out to yeah yeah yeah, kind of simmer on it a little bit and let them kind of vent to each other you know rather than at you and then when the situation's calmed down in a few days time then try and go back and have a conversation yeah um but it's it is just shit being forced to like to do something that you're not ready for well i mean it's just reminding me like i actually have another story of this um on the the blackmail side a friend of my parents um a guy who back in like the 70s and 80s was known as the hard man Mm. he was a big bloke big moustache you know the like a man's man yeah um from what people would call a man's man um and from one story from what i heard he used two people to beat each other up physically bang them into each other he was mm. a big bloke and he was he was not afraid of anything yeah he had a wife and kids and a, in the last five years um he basically outed himself on facebook he put a status basically saying someone's trying to blackmail him because they've found out and i don't get blackmailed by anybody i'm gay and that was his status and it's fucking horrible yeah. like i don't understand especially like in um is it jazz yes does this situation like with somebody that's supposed to be like close to you and like have your back and shit as well like it's doubly worse mm. because it's like a fucking betrayal at the yeah. same time like i can't like even imagine having to do all that at the same time and it's i don't know whether any listeners like um watch youtube or anything like that but he's a really really famous makeup artist and i had like suspicions about it for a really really long time and obviously like i do like comment and i do engage and things like that but it's just something that i've never ever mentioned and then one day i seen him a thumbnail come up and it was like um, i'm taking my control back and obviously that kind of title's gonna fucking catch my eye being a therapist and i was like oh i wonder what she's talking about so i clicked on the video and it turns out that she was trans and no one knew. As in, as in like she used to be a man. She was she was born male, yeah. yeah. Um, so she started her transition like really, really like early, like 12, 13. Mm. And she was talking about like how accepting people were of her. She said like yeah. she, there were a few bullies in her school and stuff, but because kids at that age like are still so accepting of things, um, she was like you know in terms of actually coming out as trans like I had it really easy I just like turned up one day and in a dress and that was it like I changed my name and that was it but this person because she has like millions and millions of subscribers they were threatening and I think they wanted something like 50 grand offer um but you know she makes that kind of money obviously um but they they were saying you know I found out off one of your exes um, the only people in, that knew were her family and her ex-boyfriends because obviously she felt like she had to tell them. Mm. Um, one, this person emailed and said, oh, I spoke to one of your exes and I know that you're trans and if you don't get me 50 grand by this day at this time, I'm going to release like a video and I'm going to expose you. So she did it herself and she was forced out and she was talking about like how she wasn't ready Um 
to share it with everybody so like widespread yeah but it was just something that had to happen because she refused somebody to take that control away from her so even though it wasn't the right time she also didn't want to be bullied into submission i suppose yeah but i'm I'm assuming just off back into the closet yeah I'm, i'm assuming based off this that um I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm hoping to so the person who who basically outed herself. I'm I'm hoping and assuming that everyone on YouTube and everywhere else that followed her was like, "Yes, yeah, Sam, this is cool." Yeah, I mean, that's how I'm hoping it went. Yeah, and a lot of people was like, "Oh, you know, like I never, like <laughs> I never would have guessed," which I guess <laughs> is like it's positive, but it, there's a negative undertone there for me. Like there were so many of those comments, like, oh, I never would have guessed. And it's like, when I used to say to people like, oh, like I'm gay, and they'd be like, I never would have guessed. Like, why the <laughs> like fuck would to, you have guessed? Like you're supposed yeah. to, yeah, because I've not got a, a short haircut and, and Tim's and, a, you know, plaid shirts apparently. Yeah, you know. like, because I'm not like a stereotypical like butch lesbian or whatever. Yeah. And just because she didn't look like a guy with long hair and a yeah. dress, like that, that doesn't mean that you can pinpoint somebody's identity just from the way that they look. No. Well, I mean, do you know what? The first time I was ever introduced to you as a teenager, I was introduced to actual, like, trans women. Like mm. you said, like, a lot of people... Like, you know, obviously, we we watch a lot of things like RuPaul and stuff, so you do see people who don't look quite feminine. These people who are like, whoa, that's, like, mm. superwoman. Um, but, like, when I was a teenager, my friends basically were like, what do you think of her on this this girl in a band? And I was like fit and they're like, what about what about this one she's the bass player and i was like fit and they showed me all the girls in this band and there was about 10 people which should have given away that it was a weird band because there's 10 people in the <laughs> band but it we're not, we're not talking about the music um and i was like every one of them is fit and they were like every one of them is a man and i was like sorry what and they were yeah. like yeah um they're all they're all trans or they shouldn't say is a man we're a man i was a man is a man i don't i don't know like what stages they were at or how they you know. I know it's done. It's about how they identify. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I don't know how they identify. Yeah. But um, I was like, all of these women are stunning. And they were like, this is all, or was, men. And I was mm. like, shut up. No, they're not. And they're like, yeah, they are. This is men. And I was like, this is crazy. And then I'm like, they're super hot. Yeah. And it, there wasn't this part of my brain that was like, I am disgusted with myself right now because these are men. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. as you said, I like looking at men anyway. But there wasn't a part of me that was like, oh, my God. It was like, huh, these are just, these are women. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, one of my friends, you've just like triggered a memory. Um, <laughs> one of my friends, he's really like a sexually open and like adventurous and stuff. And when he was like early 20s, he had a girlfriend mm-hmm. and he always said to me like, oh, you know, I was with her and like she was so beautiful and like we just got on so well. And after they'd been together for like quite a long time, um, she came out as post-op. And she was like, oh, like, I used to be a guy and blah, blah, blah. And this is how long I've been living my life like this for. And he said he tried to be, like, as as kind about it as possible. But he did split up with her. And when he talks about it now and, like, he reminisces, he's always like, well, I shouldn't have done that because mm-hmm. we really got on. We was really compatible. He was like, it was just, I didn't really Shock. know what to do with the information. Yeah. He was like, and I was, like, younger and naive and he always says if the same thing was to happen now, it wouldn't phase him. He just wished that he'd have known sooner because he was like in deep with his feelings and stuff. But because it was like a new experience and he's yeah. probably not had time to wrap his head around it, he just decided to split up with her rather than work through the process. Yeah. 
so it's like everything's a learning curve isn't it and so many people have so many different experiences in regards to everything so yeah Um. i think (laughs) she she can see me opening my mouth because we've worked on this rule now that we try not to talk over each other because we don't get cut off but obviously i know that rule uh but so i do this thing now where i'm like (laughs) until she uh, realizes that i'm twitching but um yeah see the thing to me is that he did the wrong thing at the time obviously but he's learned from it and mm. um, which is i think what is the, is the main thing we should take from that but also at the same time i also think that people also deserve the truth yeah like it won't change who you are or whatever but if someone's going to leave you at the start um because of it then they'd leave you in the middle if you get what i mean and i feel like mm. it's being up front with someone is where you'll see their real reaction. Yeah. So if you tell someone at the start, I feel for me, if someone said to me at the very start, like I'm post-op, like it's not even so much that that would bother me is if we've been together a year or two and then they were like, I'm post-op, it would actually hurt me to be like, why didn't you tell me? Like, you know, like holding it back, I feel it also creates problems. Obviously don't just tell everybody that you meet. Like, See, I'm kind of split-minded about this because I'm, of the belief that people do deserve to know but I'm also of the belief that if you aren't ready to divulge certain information that you don't have to hmm. and it's like like I said I don't mean like on like the first day like oh by the way but you know there has to I feel like there has to be a point you know that's what I mean it's like it's an ongoing battle between the two in my head yeah. because it's like well they do, they do deserve to know but you are entitled to withhold information if you want to. Yeah. Like it's it's not like a free for all. Like I understand that it's it has to be open and everything, but uh, I don't know. Like you hear so many stories about guys and girls that have dated trans people, and then they come out and then they get beat up, they get killed, they get yeah. broken up yeah. with, like they get kicked out. There's so many reasons why you wouldn't want to. Yeah, want I get that. to, and it's like it's each individual for themselves in this kind of situation i feel like yeah well this is i feel like again this is it's all of a level of trust like if you don't think you can trust somebody like definitely don't tell them if you think like this is going somewhere like a relationship if this is going somewhere and at some point i do need to tell them yeah um that being said see if i never if is it a bad thing to be like if you don't know it doesn't matter like if you're post-op trans woman and this person doesn't know, can't tell. Nobody knows. You know, nobody's going to out you. Is it a bad thing if they never know? Again, like this is this is this is one of those things where you're having a split brain. I'm having like a split brain of if yeah. we spent if me and you spent the next fifty years together and we died together. You know, not like in a car crash or something, but you know, like you know, we spent our lives together, mm. and I never knew. Does it matter? Does it change anything? You were still the woman I spent my life with. We had great times. We had bad times. We had probably had great sex. I'm hoping it's great. Like, I would honestly have to think about that one. Yeah. I'd probably like refer to some people who have had some experience with that. Yeah. Because I don't know. Like speaking for myself, like if I was dating somebody and I found out they was trans, that wouldn't phase me at all. But if they'd have kept it for me for a substantial amount of time, yeah. I I don't know what that would do to the trust yeah well this is what i mean like, that's I what i mean yeah, yeah like it's, they it's have the, hard, the right yeah. to their privacy but where does that when does that play come into effect the other person yeah 
Like if that's we're, a whole yeah, other conversation. Yeah, if, we're, if we're together and we trust each other, like why wouldn't yeah. you? Want, like that's that's what I was saying before. Like why wouldn't you want to tell me? I yeah. love you. I trust you. You trust me. You love me. Maybe we should actually get some opinions about that one and come back to it. On on outing yourself to people. No, just like yeah, I guess so. Yeah, like what? When is the time, Riley? What if you never want to do it? Yeah. Like how do you do that? Because yeah. I feel like that's like specifically more like a like a trans issue hmm. or am I wrong in saying that um I feel like yes it, I feel like yes and no because like if I'm in a heterosexual relationship and I'm gay and when I come out like it's not a trans issue that's an issue because obviously I'm in a hetero relationship yeah yeah okay so, yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah. I was just predominantly thinking about finding out that yeah. somebody was born a different gender to what you now know them as but yeah I we can open it up like that that would be good yeah because I feel like, like, it, like you said before, love is love. So yeah. this this is, like, maybe we should just, yeah, we'll come back to that. But, yeah, definitely. But it is, it is, it's really hard to, like, just be like, yeah, we'll come back. Because now we've said it, I want to talk about it. But I feel like that's an episode in itself. Yeah, that is a whole episode. And I feel like these are the people that we could include on that, in that, that have a lot more experience with those types of topics. Do you think Gia going to join us? Is that a no? Do you go on? Uh, Who's that? Uh, RuPaul. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. She's not joining anyone, that girl. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she a bitch, yeah, we know. <laughs> so just to wrap up, obviously, the episode for today, um, a couple of things that I just like want to recap. So come out on your own terms, you know, make sure that you're keeping yourself safe and that you've got a support network. Mm-hmm. Understand and try to gauge other people's reactions and give them space if they need it. Be prepared for questions, negative reactions, and probably be aware as well that it's an ongoing thing. It's not something that you're just going to have to do once. It's probably something that you'll do multiple times. Yeah. Um, and other than that, what we'll do is we will research and try and mix and mingle in um, charities, communities, support networks, things like that can, that can help people who want to come out and people who are supporting people who have come out. Yeah. Um, and we'll see if we can drop those links yeah. in the description of the, part of the episode that you're listening to. I feel like it's just advice from someone who's never had to do any of that. Like I said before, you owe, you owe nobody nothing. Mm. And you don't need to keep somebody around who's going to negatively influence you. So that's my advice. <laughs> that's the only advice I can give because I can't be like this is how it was for me or anything like that or this is what yeah. I've seen um, just you owe nobody anything so yeah look after number one so until next time remember to follow us on Twitter Instagram and Facebook and Reddit Mes- and Reddit, and Reddit. <laughs> um, message us with any like queries questions talk about this episode with us and we will see you next week bye bye <laughs>